Welcome to the Scott Shepherd Podcast. I am a man on a mission to create an army of independent writers, creators, and thinkers who make a hell of a living doing what they love. And it all starts with one thing, and that is doing things the old way, the hard way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way. Listen in as I share thoughts and rants of what goes on behind the scenes as I create an independent knowledge empire where I get to spend my days doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. What is up, fellow anti-netter? Hey, in researching Zettelkasten, one of the things that I actually came by way of byproduct in do- of doing that was getting very intimately familiar, and yes, sexually intimately familiar, with Nicholas Lumen. I'm just kidding. With Nicholas Lumen's writings and his research. And Nicholas Lumen is, you know, the last biggest kind of like originator, put his biggest stamp on Zettelkasten as all of the, you know, hip PKM kids know it. And of course, the hip PKM kids, you know, that hang out in the Reddit Zettelkasten, you know, have basically been propagating a bastardized digital version, which is essentially just an opinionated uh, philosophical version of uh, using Obsidian and making Obsidian a little bit more um, friction-filled than it actually is. So anyway, um, before I go down that frickin' rabbit hole, um, I'm going to pull myself out of it and talk about Nicholas Lumen. Now, Nicholas Lumen's sociological theories, like underpinning it, uh, was that of systems theory and a almost ironical, paradoxical approach to thinking about how society works. And, you know, we, when we think of society and human interactions and human systems, there's just so much complexity that one falls into the trap of the oversimplification fallacy, which is we try to oversimplify uh, everything. And one of the best mechanisms uh, in mental models for doing that is to lump everything in the duality paradigm of good versus bad. And the problem with that is that, you know, that is not an accurate representation of reality or how society works. However, it does produce a lot of productive results. When we look at things as good versus bad, it allows us to, you know, operate uh, in life without having to overanalyze every single situation in a mutually exclusive way by itself. Okay, that's all fine and good. Okay, so looking at the world through a paradigm of duality, good versus evil, good versus bad, allows us to function better and, you know, uh, operate and navigate the world better, okay, in a more productive way. That's fine. However, it is not necessarily accurate. What is more accurate is, and, you know, F. Scott Fitzgerald, as you probably know, I'm a, a fan of his writing and just kind of fascinated with his, his work. Um, he once said a sign of first-rate intelligence is that of being able to hold two competing and contradictory ideas in your mind at the same time and believe both of them to be true and yet still be able to function. And that is really 
reflective of Nicholas Lumen's theories. Um, there is no good and evil. There is both good and evil, and they exist at the same time. And based on their perspectives, um, they are both operating, you know, in a way that makes sense for them, given their environment and their conditioning and like the biochemical makeup of how their brains work, right? Like two different people, um, <laughs> you know, and this is not really a popular thing to say, you know, but like um, in their own mind, they want, you know, they want the best. They're not trying to necessarily do evil. They're trying to do what makes sense uh, in their own mind. Okay. So um, with that, I was talking to Lil Antinut, Nicholas Gossier, aka my protege yesterday, and he went on a uh, retreat um, and I've been without him. Um, he was like in a cabin and some philosophical genius um, retreat where, you know, it was the retreat collected a bunch of young individuals. And by the way, I'm, I'm kind of bastardizing the description. I don't really fully understand it. All I know is it's, it's, it was a program, a retreat for extremely intelligent kids. Okay. And the retreat was sponsored by, um, uh, the effective altruism and the effective altruist group. And it's a kind of a philosophical group and, you know, it's, effective altruism has kind of taken a, a beating in its reputation lately because of the FTX founder, Sam Bankman Fried, or Freed, um, you know, was a, basically a, an effective altruist. And, you know, one of their tenets is that it's actually, um, philosophically the most prudent and beneficial thing for society to make as much money as possible as fast as possible so that you can spend the rest of the life, your life allocating it in ways in which, you know, you see fit and meaning donating it. Right. Um, yeah, you know, of course, Sam Bankman freed, he went about it by essentially, you know, skirting the rules and defrauding a ton of people and playing way too fast and loose. Right. And, um, so effective altruism has kind of taken a beating. However, apparently the group is still active and there are still, you know, very bright and smart individuals that are, um, you know, that are kind of propagating and, you know, teaching it and spreading their, their message and their philosophy. Well, anyway, Nicholas and I were talking and I, you know, don't want to, I won't share any, um, what is it called? Private details of our conversation or anything. Not that there was anything overly private or confidential, but, um, he, shared something with me. And apparently there was like some lively debates, philosophical debates, you know, about, uh, certain topics. And, um, Nick, Nicholas, Nikki G was telling me about, um, how, you know, their, their whole philosophy is based on totalitarianism. Like, you know, should you basically sacrifice one life to save 100 lives? And, you know, the effect of altruism to tell, totalitarianism kind of philosophy says, yes, of course, like all lives are equal and you should sacrifice, you know, one life to save 100 lives. And yet like that's when Nicholas and I were talking and like, you know, he brought up and he's like, you know, that's not necessarily like so cut and dry. And, you know, if you've ever like seen those philosophical 
um, exercises where there's like a train track and you have to like pull a lever to like prevent a train from killing certain like a certain number of people you know it's we're kind of getting into that field of territory here um anyway like you know what nicholas brought up and told me was really kind of fascinating and it was that essentially um the you know arguments and the the that the effect of altruism uh movement makes are you know somewhat valid like they they bring up that animals have consciousness meaning they have like self-awareness right and feelings right and you know we as humans have created these like you know massive uh animal killing factories right and that's not necessarily you know ethically um commendable okay now the solution that the effective altruists take to that you know dilemma and that problem is to just become vegan and what nicholas was saying is that like well that's i agree that that's a a problem these like mass slaughterhouse farms is a problem but the solution isn't so cut and dry the solution isn't just hey become a vegan and you'll solve that problem um it's a little bit more complex than that and you know that's one of the things that the reason I'm bringing this up as an independent writer and creator and thinker is when you look at your own like product ladder and by a product ladder, I mean the different products that you offer your people. Um, there are going to be things in your product ladder that are, um, and you know, it's also known as a value ladder, um, that are, you know, seemingly it's like, why should I even offer this product like uh in terms of the the amount of work and the amount of revenue it doesn't necessarily make sense okay so an example of this would be like um i i have my physical monthly newsletter the scott shepherd letter you know and i also offer you know on a very limited basis other higher levels of you know training and you know um, teaching and marketing help and all of that. Right. And when I look at it, like for instance, my daily consult fee for someone to fly out and for me to strategically design and think through their entire business model, their entire messaging, everything, right. That fee for me that I charge is $25,000 for one day. Okay. And you know, when you look at the amount of like revenue that brings in compared to, you know, I then have another product offering another product in my, you know, value ladder, which is my physical monthly newsletter, you know, which is, you know, a monthly fee of like around $50 a month, you know, at least at the time of this recording, it'd probably go up at some point. Um, and I spent so much time, like almost like two weeks um, every month and not really like two weeks straight. You know, I spend a day writing it by hand and then kind of puts around, do other stuff and, you know, edit it a few times, print it out, edit it, go through the whole process. And, you know, it's a lot of work. It's probably just as much work for me as the $25,000 per day consult. Now one would think, Hey, you know, if it's a simple dualistic, simple, you know, good versus bad problem, 
hey, why don't you just like only take on $25,000 a day clients? Like, why don't, why don't, you know, if that's the same amount of work, why don't you drop the physical monthly newsletter, right? And the thing is, is in your value ladder, in the things that you offer, you want seemingly contradictory things, contradictory things. You want things that, you know, take a lot of effort and don't necessarily cost much and don't necessarily bring in even as much money as like a a $25,000 per day consult. And then you also want those, you know, killer, um, you know, big high ticket items as well. And here's the key. You do not want to just cut off one of them. You need to be kind of like F. Scott Fitzgerald's quote, and you need to hold both of those things in your mind at the same time and do both of them. Because, you know, for me, if I just focused on, um, you know, high ticket, high paying, high value clients, like a $25,000 a day client, all of my thinking, all of the hard work that I do every single month would slowly but surely deteriorate. Like I am forced every single month to sit down and create and write by hand and think and develop things that make a massive impact and help independent writers, creators, and thinkers. And if I just tried to choose the lazy way of just choosing one, one thing, right? Like a, my high ticket consulting, um, everything else would deteriorate. And, you know, that's the thing that you have to be okay with. I mean, simplicity. And by the way, like you, I've chosen the simplest business model. I'm not asking you to take on more complexity. I'm just telling you to basically not oversimplify. Take, I'm telling you to be contradictory. I'm telling you to take on a very hard task, you know, in your product catalog and a hard thing to fulfill. And also a very relatively easy thing to fulfill that costs a ton of money. And because, you know, each type of customer, each type of client, like my client that paid me the $25,000 um, a day, right, thing, certainly there was a ton of value and ton of ideas and ton of strategies and ton of things that I introduced him to um, that came by way of that, you know, of course. Um, and there were also, you know, things that him just taking the time and even just spending $25,000, you know, him for him doing that. And by the way, he, you know, has a very successful business. He's done very freaking well. And that $25,000 is something that, you know, he by now, at least if not by now, and it's been like three months, at least since uh, I, my consult with him, um, I guarantee he's at least, you know, recouped that cost. And if he's not like in a year from now, he's going to turn that into $250,000. Just that even just one idea that came from that session in 10 years, that's going to be like, you know, 2.5 million, maybe even more. Right. So there are different kind of things and different products and different offerings that you want to think about and offer to your people. Um, so anyway, hopefully that gives you an idea of, uh, of what to think about when creating your own product catalog. You want to have seemingly contradictory products in your product catalog. If you just have one thing, if I only had a physical monthly newsletter, um, which, you know, I very well could. And for, you know, a while I, I have, 
and it's been fine. It's a, you can have a, a six figure, multi six figure income stream doing just that. However, you know, as old Dan Kennedy once said, a business of one is a business of none. So you also need to diversify a little bit. And I don't mean diversify by doing, uh, going from doing one thing to doing five things. I mean, diversifying by going from doing one thing to going and doing two things. All right. Anyway, I hope that provides some insight, some value, and always remember to stay crispy, my friend. Peace. Hey, real quick. This podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepherd. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo-freaking-hipster-crappy product like all the other podcasters do, all right? So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the frickin' freeway, and rate and review this podcast. Then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love, writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools, while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me and many others in achieving this mission. Peace.